and welcome to episode 5 of Weird Austin. My name is Justin Laney, and we are here in Ronald Witt's humble abode once again. And we brought some friends. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Ronald. <laughs> I'm Dylan. Um. Hi, I'm Chris. Sniper Sounding. Legendary Kings all day, every day. TKLKS. Oh, and I do want to make a shout out. Uh. Dylan is also Mad Dog. You've probably heard his single on the site. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Got he has bars more. Days. He does. He has more in the works on the way. Indeed. Close all the bars down. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Bars open twenty four seven. Serve all ages. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's. That sounds like Dylan. You know, Santi used to. Uh, used to be known as the Freestyle King. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He used to spit all the time. Yeah. Quite some time. Then I fell off, and then I practiced. He fell off and broke his hip. Yeah. <laughs> Started bleeding out. It was bad. <laughs> oh, he had some good lines, though. So, what is the topic for today? Well, we were trying to shy away from topics and more uh, openly discuss, if you will. Um, I told him that you've been in Austin for how long now? My whole life. I was born and raised in Texas. I never left. Yeah. Love the state. Like, honestly, if anybody who's ever lived in Texas actually considers it their home, people who leave, they always come back. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what, in Texas, you always feel safe. If you ever left the state, you feel a little bit unease. Like me, I went to, to Missouri for three days. Never been more nervous in my life. I mean, it sounds like the word misery. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, as soon as I left Texas, I started feeling nervous. As soon as I saw Welcome to Texas, I felt like I was at home. Never felt stressed at all. It's the pay wage. (laughs) The pay wage? No, they had that. They recently cut it again. Well, yeah, they had a pay raise and they had a pay cut. Missouri. In Missouri? Wow. Do you get to keep any kind of raise? Ten hour? They had for the minimum wage, and then they put took the minimum wage down to back to seven seventy, I believe. Wow. What? What's it in Texas? Eight twenty five now? No, it's seven fifty. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, why does everybody think it's like above eight? We're actually expecting it to jump to nine. Which is stupid. Everybody always complains about minimum wage. Once they start raising minimum wage, everything else goes up. Mm-hmm. It's the minimum wage is based on uh, living cost. Pretty much how much it costs to uh, cost to live wherever you're at. Minimum wage in New York City is ten dollars an hour. That's a lot, but you also have to think. Little bitty one bedroom apartment, right. fifteen to two thousand dollars. I will say, like, if I'm the boss of some company, and you know things are going fine, then minimum wage goes up by like two or three dollars. You've got like a thousand employees. That's a lot more money you got to spend. I might just start cutting back on how many employees I have. There. Exactly. And then uh, it's funny because, like, little bitty businesses like McDonald's. McDonald's employees went on strike. They're like, oh, well, we want our minimum wage to be, we want at least $15 an hour. Well, how about you get my order right first? <laughs> <laughs> the first time. <laughs> exactly. And not only that, think about what other people do that aren't just flipping burgers all day long. I work out in I work in a hot ass shop, no AC, hot fan blowing on me. 
ten dollars an hour. Some people make eight dollars an hour doing tires and stuff like that. That is hard work. Yeah. That kills your body. I'm sorry, burger flippers don't need that that damn much money. It's an entry level job to get you into the workforce. You can't you can't expect. Oh well, I'm going to start here and make a career out of it. Nobody. You can't very, very few. Yeah. yeah, very few people make a career out of management. Yeah, even becoming a manager. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just stupid. Like, most of the uh, McDonald's are franchises anyway. Like, they're not a big corporation. Taco Bell, another franchise. I mean, shit. It's it's understandable that people want more money, but you can't be stuck at a low-end job and then expect everybody just to be like, okay, here you go. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Ron? Is that the people's fault or is it the job's fault? Would it be the society or is that a, in general? As they call it, if you, I don't know if you've heard the phrase, it's, is it a social construct? Right, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's pretty much the people's fault for expecting more for less. As people, they sh should expect the actual being able to afford a house or apartment. And actually have some money left over. If you can't afford that, either the job's got to give or your bills have to give. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, if you want to expect better stuff, then you should find a better job. I mean, you can't, like, you can't really stay at a low-end job and expect, oh, well, I'll be able to afford my car payment, my house payment, this, that, the other. I mean... What about people who aren't kids, though? What about, like, a single mother who's working at McDonald's, you know, and she does expect more because she doesn't need more? You know, and she can't be a tire tech or, you know, other things. Well, I mean, I'm not saying she can't, yeah, but, but I mean, she can't yeah. find that kind of job. But, I mean, there's still other jobs. There's higher-end jobs than just an entry-level job that low. Like, honestly, I mean, me, I did I started out at Taco Bell. That was my first serious job. I just quit a job that paid me, like, 550 a week. And just because I didn't like the hours. You have to go out and you have to earn the money. You have to find the job. You have to look. And people who are like, oh, well, there's no jobs out there. Nobody's hiring. Nobody's looking. That's the only problem. Every time I drive outside, almost five or six businesses are hiring. Different businesses every single day that I drive by. It is not that hard to find a job. And it's Could you not, name a few? Uh, let's see. Not really good. I mean, it's free promotion. What I'll say is, like, it's easier to find a job if you have a car, right? You got plenty of people who don't have a car, and the bus system here in Austin sucks, right? You know, for something that could take you 20 minutes to get in a car, it could take you an hour if you're taking the bus. You know, when you got kids that you got to take to work, you've got appointments to make, it's hard to, you know, do all of that all in one day. Yeah. Um, and so then I can see then how people would have trouble looking for a new job while they're barely keeping themselves afloat with what they currently have. You know, when you've got to make rent the next week, you can't exactly just quit a job and be like, I'm going to go find something else. Um, Dude, that's why you don't quit your job before you find something else. You find it while you still have a job, while you still have the income. Like, honestly, you were telling me Dollar General. H-E-B, like all these other businesses, Hobby Town USA, little businesses. All you have to do 
to really find a good job that pays you well, get your foot in the door. Think about what is your long-term goal. Don't don't think about any. What about handicapped people, Sonny? They don't have feet. Do what? You know, what if you don't have feet, you can't get your foot in the door. <laughs> anyway, so you got to think about your long-term goals. A lot of people who want a career, though. Well, exactly. That's what you want to think about. You want to think about your long-term goals. Now, your long your long-term goal is to get a house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say you start out at Taco Bell. Well, you know, let's say you want to be a police officer. Okay, well, you know, number one, Taco Bell isn't going to lead you to a police officer. So you got to stick with this job until you find another job that maybe works security, that does something else like that. Airport security, airport's hiring all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Any security place hiring all the time. So get your foot in the door with security. Whenever you do that, Go uh, apply to be a peace officer, a police officer, whatever else like that. Tell them, hey, I've been working security for a few years. Do you got? They're gonna send you. They're gonna send you to um, police academy and everything else like that. Then get your foot in the door with a police officer. I mean, same thing for a mechanic. You gotta. You have to start at the bottom, and that's how the workplace is too. I mean, honestly, McDonald's shit pay. No matter whether you're a manager. Store manager, team manager, line cook. Doesn't matter. It's going to fucking suck. But, I mean, you have to be able to change to accomplish your goals. You can't expect your workplace to change for you to help you accomplish your goals. Because nothing out, nothing out there is handed to you. Especially not a higher pay wage. You have to go out and look for it. It's a fair point. Any more thoughts on that round? My rent keeps going up. I can't afford rent. Your rent keeps going up. I can't afford rent. Find a cheaper place. Like honestly, like I like I said, it sucks. I mean, life sucks. The world sucks. Rent sucks. But these are things you have no control over. But what you do have control over would need to change based upon how everything around you is changing. Well, like you were saying, you're from Texas, born and raised, and it seems like there are a lot of people from outside of Texas moving in, changing our economy, and changing the housing market. So, what is somebody from Texas who is trying to get a foothold, you know, to do with this rapid growth? Pretty much adapt. Like, honestly, everybody in the world wants a house. Everybody does. And I think right now the housing market is through the roof. It's, it's insanely expensive. But what goes up must come down. It's not always going to be expensive. Not always going to be so. So what you do, you save your money. Make sure you have have yourself a good job first because you have to take the proper steps to achieve your goal. Get a good job. Save just a little bit. It doesn't even have to be a lot of money. $100 a paycheck. Like whatever you can afford. Put in savings account. Don't touch it. Then, whenever you get the chance, take a look at the housing market again. Take a look at your bank account. Maybe five, ten years down the road, shit, got fifteen thousand dollars in the bank. Housing market is still the roof, through the roof. Okay, keep saving. Let's go with another five years. 
you got 50, 60, 70,000 in the bank that you still haven't touched. Housing market has plummeted. Go to a bank, say, I have this cash. I need this for this house. That's pretty long term, though, don't you think? But exactly, because buying a house is a long term goal. It really is. It can't be. Like, like I said, you have to take the steps. Like, honestly, at, at a low-end job, you're not going to have any bank that's like, oh, yeah, we'll give you $200,000 for this house. No job, no bank will do that, especially with a reasonable interest rate. Hmm. I'm getting a car. Like, I find that to be extremely important. It's a reliable form of transportation mm -hmm. that you have control over. Because whenever my car's broken down, I feel absolutely, like, locked down. Mm -hmm. Like, can't go anywhere, can't do anything. It's hard to shop, even. Yeah, right? Like, on a day like this, where it's hot, you know, it's hot outside, right? Walk to the grocery store, you know, carrying those big, heavy bags. You know, and that, that whole trip, you know, might take you two hours, right? Well, shit, you got kids, bills to pay, you know, work to go to. You don't have time, whereas with a car... You just do that easily. Sit in the AC, right? let the trunk do the work, yeah. Yeah. And it makes going out and finding a job easier. Because then you can, instead of having to search for a job in like a 5-mile radius, you can do 10-mile, 15-mile, 20-mile radius. Uh, and it really opens up, you know, opportunities. Because like here on Riverside, right, where can you get a job? Either at a fast food joint or HEB, right? Or a mechanic shop, right? That's like... Basically, we got those right Pawn shops, too. Huh? Pawn shops, too. Yeah, right, but not exactly like, you know, yeah, most places around here are fast food. There's a couple banks. I guess that would be probably the highest end thing, maybe administrative Yeah, but, but you also have to realize you're right next to downtown. True. I mean, you're about, what, two, three miles away from downtown? Yeah, but the only, da like, downtown jobs, you know, you got to be, like, real high end. Yeah, you do. You know? You can they, want, they want bachelor's degrees at least. Yeah, but, I mean... Like I said, you have to take the. You still have to take those steps. As for as for a car, I mean, it, try to get one that's affordable. Number one, that's not going to break you in half. Yeah. Don't be like, well, let's see, my leftover money for the month is six hundred dollars. Let's go find a car that only that takes a four hundred dollar payment. Wow. Exactly, and a lot of people do that. A lot of people get stuck underneath car payments that they can't afford. Yeah, it's reliability. What I, that's what I care about. Like, as long as it'll drive, doesn't need repairs, and has good AC, mm -hmm. that's all I care about in a car. It could be an ugly piece of shit, but A to B, I'd I'd still love it. You know, pretty much just make sure that you take somebody with you that knows something about cars, depending on whatever car you buy. I always forget, you know, I've had to jump my own car or other people's cars multiple times, and I still can never remember the order in which you hook up the cables. Yeah. I still have to look that up every time I do it. Do you remember now? No, it's always good to look it up, man. In the Navy, you always went through the, you know, the pubs and the mims. You, you went step by step, because the day you went out there thinking you know what you're doing is the day that you mess up. Right. Do you uh, agree or disagree with Mr. Santiago? I know you had a few thoughts earlier, but uh, he kind of elaborated a bit. Did he clarify himself or put his foot in his mouth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron. 
Well, it's just me. Like, simply, I work at Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Pay is kind of barely going up, but still going up. Rent's going up. My rent used to be five eighty-five. It's now going to be six fifty on the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, if pay doesn't go up at a job, I don't need to move to another job. The thing is, is living wage for one. The thing with that is, yes, that's going to affect everybody else's job. You have paramedics that are already making 15, 16, 20 an hour. You're like, why are these people making 15? To live. The biggest problem with it is <clears throat> society's gotten used to what is expected of society. You're supposed to have that house. You're supposed to have those two car doors. You're supposed to have the wife that's working a part-time job. You're supposed to have the two and a half kids. You're supposed to have the backyard, front yard. Take care of that. Get your riding lawnmower. You don't need any of that as a society, as what we are as mammals. We're, we've been trained too much to need or feel that we need all this stuff to where we have to get the jobs. You're supposed to move up in the job. You're supposed to go to college to get better at the job. You're supposed to move up. You're supposed to get more schooling with the job. Those things don't make any sense to someone simple as me where I like to go to work like to work, like to come home, like to play some video games, like to go to sleep, like to eat some food. Mm-hmm. That's all. And But I can't see that. Like, probably in 10 years, I will literally have to downgrade or find some hole-in-the-wall apartment and move to simply have cheaper rent because it offers less. Yeah. And it doesn't make any, it doesn't compute to me why I would need to move or move up in a job when I'm simply trying to hit and stick to the median of hey my rent's not going up my pay might go up okay sure increase my rent as a society it doesn't it doesn't work it will never work because the people that are in charge of your apartment complexes people are in charge of uh, properties period the, all four of the properties around here are owned by the same person they bought up all four of these apartment complexes they monopolized this small apartment complex area uh, you can go across the street, the rent might be more. Uh, the north ones are definitely more because they're newer. The south ones, which used to be Longhorn Landing, if you remember that, those used to have so many shootouts. Like I had, when I used to work at 7-Eleven here on uh, Riverside Lakeshore, I had one, two, two or three uh, the on-duty security officers. They literally watched a guy get his head blown off. The area's kind of improved. They've flushed out all the... Trash. That's what they think. That hasn't gone yeah. away. Yeah. I mean, you've never... Really Ironically, figured out. this morning, there were five gunshots. Right here. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it doesn't change. You can make it as high-classed as possible. Uh, whatever. This is like the Eckerts that used to be here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They found at least two. I want to say... One or two. I think it was just the one here. Kid with his slit throat. This is years ago. And he was hung there by a belt by the back docking bay that's right here where the Goodwill's at. I'm like, this is all stuff part of the past and we're supposed to think it's better, but it's not. Well, I mean, it has calmed down since, since way back when. I mean, we... In the daytime. Yeah, I mean, if you tap... Okay, once I logged into, like, Crime Watch or whatever, where they show you burglaries, robberies, and everything, 
I thought I was at least looking at a week's worth. It was one day, and the whole thing had icons all over it. I, I was blown away, man. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we just don't know about. Waters. Yeah, and I asked um, a lot of the paramedics, a lot of the fire department, the police department, they all said K2 and homeless are the two biggest things right now. They had actually recently just had the one that uh, concluded they did a uh, extensive sting over at the Arch. Really? They got like 24 plus people. Yeah, shit. Oh, yeah. Like, and one, one it was day. like layered shit, too. And I was like, Whoa. what do they even do with them? Don't they just This is just them? all regular homeless people that had just connections. Yeah. Drugs what, worth. what they do is like if a person ODs on K2, they'll pick them up in the truck if they want to go, right? Um, usually they, they do. Uh, take them to the hospital, and it'll do a few things to people. It can either, you know, it can make them extremely aggressive and combative, and it makes them hard to deal with, and they'll have to take them to the hospital with police officers. Or it'll just, like, also just knock them out, you know. But so either way, they'll take them to the hospital, and they'll basically just stay there until it's out of their system and they're not a danger to themselves or the rest of society. And then they just discharge them. They're like, all right, you're free to go. Uh, whatever happens to you outside of this hospital, it's not a problem anymore. Yeah, that shit fries your brain. Mm-hmm. I tried it once, and, like, ever since I tried it, uh, like, I constantly feel like I'm buzzed. Like, all the time. It's huh. the synapse. Just yeah, so, I mean, I get probably once a week for about... 10 to 15 seconds moment of absolute clarity to where I don't feel that way but it completely screwed me over and it's it comes back to like weed being illegal right because homeless people they don't want to smoke that because they don't want to get arrested and sent to jail um, for obvious reasons so let's smoke what's legal problem is this legal stuff you can actually OD on it as opposed to marijuana um, they made K2 illegal, though, didn't they? Huh? Yeah, K2 is completely illegal. No, 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 no. So what'll happen is... So K2 is basically just a cocktail uh, of chemicals that they spray yeah, they on to dry the leaves. Strange. I know they changes. Yeah, so exactly. They just changed the ingredients in the batch, and now you can't... No, but they they actually completely outlawed it. They're, you can't no, sell the potpourri anymore. Yeah, you cannot oh. sell it at all. Yeah. So if they're getting it, it's either on the streets or through some sort of like mailing thing. Well, not even necessarily that. There's still some some stores. I know a few stores that even after they made it illegal, they still sold it behind the counter. Like they sold it. It was under Damn hookah shops. There, there was actually a store down the street. That's the one that was the one on across the street from the Jack in the Box yeah. on Old Port. There, there was one um, down the street. It was actually funny because they... Uh, even after they cha- they made it illegal, they still had it all displayed behind the counter and shit like that. that like, yeah, I know. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? They're like, yeah, I mean, we sell this. It's like, okay. And they closed down. I don't know what the hell happened to them, but they closed down. It's like, they're not, they're not going to make marijuana legal. They won't even make it medicinally okay slightly for more CBD for yeah. children that are having seizures. Yeah, they won't. They won't do that in Texas. They're trying they to will. Right now. It's just going to take time. I think it's. I see it as an inevitable. Florida beat us to it, bro, and they're eating people's yeah. faces over there. All right. Zombies. They they have voted it down what two three times Twice. now. Twice. Todd, Todd Hunt Hunter. 
used to know his name. Yeah, he said, "Let me take the, let me take the heat." He voted for it basically. And yeah, didn't get the calendars in time. 2015 and 2017, they're trying to get on Wednesday to pass 2107 again. See, I can't wait till Trump is trying to pass this new law. And to, we get to Trump. No, he's actually trying to pass this new law to where your your carry permit will actually be legal in all 50 states. For guns? Like yeah, for federal guns. concealed carry? It, it's, no, I mean, that because if you get registered here in Texas mm-hmm. and say you go to California, you're not going to be legal to carry there. Yeah. Trump is actually trying to make it legal to pretty much, you know, if you get registered somewhere. What's your registration? You have to keep it in your trunk, and it has to have two. No, 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 no. Two ways to load it or no, something. No, no, no. Um, in Texas, uh, they extended like the your house is your castle. Huh. They extended that to your to automobile your now. Yeah. So now you don't have to have a license to carry in your car. Keep it on your seat. You, no, it still has to be concealed. Okay. But. You can you can carry loaded cockback ready to fire in your car at any point in time. Now, whenever you have a license to carry, you either have to have a concealed or you have to have it plainly visible. But I mean, there are a lot of stipulations that I heard from the class that um, you still can't carry into bars. You still cannot um, carry into, in, into certain no. You can carry into Walmart. You can conceal carry. I mean, nobody's really going to come up to you and be like, hey, do you have a weapon on you or whatever else like that. So what's the point of concealed carry and open carry? Like concealed carry is probably so people don't freak it out. And well, me, it. me personally, I'd rather open carry. I'd rather open carry for me and anyone else. Because if you're going to open, if you're going to carry, then I should know that you have a firearm on you. The only people, the, the only people that have something to hide, are the criminals. Like who? Like you see, you saw me the other day. I was walking around with my gun on my hip. I didn't care because I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to fear. And in Texas, we're also trying to pass the law to where you don't need a permit. You don't need a permit at all to carry. And I think, and I think that is actually the. Better, a better idea, because if you have a firearm and you're not convicted of a violent crime, then you should be allowed to carry your firearm. Because you're not plain and simple, guns reduce crime. You hear about all these shootouts in movie theaters and nightclubs and stuff like that. If one of those per- people had a gun besides the criminal, so it mutual destruction, then, right? Do what? Was it assured destruction? Mm-hmm. Mutually assured destruction. That's it. Yeah. I'd like to hear a cop's opinion on open carry, first concealed carry, and things like that. You know, I'd like to know what they feel because, like, they just—it's so like at UT, it was this huge controversy in the past year where they passed a law that would allow students to conceal carry inside in buildings. And everybody, like, there were so many people on campus freaked out. They were having protests and shit like that. Dildos. Yeah, right? Cox, not Glocks was the name of the protests. They are carrying dildos around. Well, so I looked into it. Turns out, it's been okay for students to carry weapons on campus for, like, the past 25 years. Oh, yeah. They just weren't allowed to bring them into buildings. 
which I think is a stupid ass law. What are you going to do? Leave it by like chain it to the bike lock thing? But yeah, people were allowed to carry guns on campus for 25 years, just nobody knew about it because it was never a problem. Was that because of the sniper or what? I don't know why. But so now this new bill is just letting them bring it into buildings. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like nobody, nobody knew because it wasn't a problem. Um, I don't know how I'm, uh, how I feel on the gun, because I feel like gun violence is a huge problem in our country. It's not as big a problem in any other country except ours, and um, we're the, I think we are the number one weapons manufacturing country in the world too. Um, I can't think of anybody else who would more. But then on top of that, like when I think of like okay Mexican drug cartels, a lot of the weaponry they're using is American made. You'll find cartel people with M4s and grenade launchers and things like that. Uh, so I think we overproduce guns. We have this this fascination, this fetish with firearms in our country that no other country does really. Um, and it's it's polarizing, man. Well, I mean that's also not true at all. I mean, in Switzerland, Switzerland is one of the most lowest crime rates in the world. One in every two people have a gun. They're trained from a young age. But instead of sending people to the Boy Scouts, they send to fire to get trained on firearms. So, I mean, like eliminating guns isn't gonna isn't gonna do anything. I mean, think about how violent New York City is. So you go from always be prepared to always be strapped. Always be strapped. Yeah, I mean, I think the inherent problem isn't the guns, it's just the, the crime in general. You know, crime's a symptom of, of poverty. You know, you'll find the most crime in the most poverty-stricken areas. Um, and then guns, they're, it's not like they're increasing crime, they're just making it more deadly. Um, it's a spade. You know, because, like, instead of guys just getting into scraps and getting into a fist fight, they're now pulling out gas and popping each other. Yeah, but I mean, that's also goes to, I mean, whenever criminals, like most people who actually already killed somebody or whatever else like that, are already not legal to own a gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you try to take guns away from everybody or make a gun-free zone, I mean, whenever the guy went up on the um, clock tower at UT, it was a gun-free zone, wasn't it? Yeah. He took a gun in there anyway. You, If you eliminate guns... That's only going to make it harder for law-abiding citizens to get their hands on it. A girl at UT was, I forget if it was UT or something, she was actually raped. And she had a a carry permit. She wasn't allowed to carry on campus. After After she got raped, two weeks later, the same guy raped another girl and killed her. Mm-hmm. The girl that got that got raped previously said, "If I if I was allowed to carry my firearm on campus, he wouldn't have had another chance to rape anyone else." Well, so they are people are allowed to carry firearms on campus. Well, I mean, she had just came out of class, came out of the yeah. building. So I mean, carrying on campus and actually carrying into a classroom or whatever else like that. Which I think that's really weird how they would make it legal for people to carry guns on campus, just not in the buildings. Because where are you going to put your gun? Well, I mean, right? You walk to class with it, yeah. but yeah, I don't agree with gun-free zones. I think that's just weird. That's not going to serve a purpose. But I would like to see see accessibility. Make it more difficult to get a gun. Not more expensive, but just more, 
checks into a people's background. Dude, they're already doing federal checks. It usually took, like, for an average person, they do, I actually, for everybody. You can just go to a gun show and buy one. Simple as that. No checks. I mean, that's also not true. There's people at gun shows that still do require background checks. We said some at all. Well, I mean, I could also go to the to the corner that a guy that I know and get a gun from him yeah. for a dirt cheap price because he stole it from somebody else. I mean, it's it's not the problem with accessibility. I mean, it's not the problem with the background checks. It's that people are fucking idiots. I think it's one of those questions that doesn't have an, an actual answer. It's you know, like you're just gonna keep throwing ideas at it. Like I told Dylan that uh, there was a. Um, a village out in Africa and a bunch of people showed up and they put wells in and they added a bunch of water so they could have water and then the day they left a neighboring village showed up killed everybody and took all their resources so every time you try and do something right you know you're gonna have some crazy thing happen to where you know it's just gonna make it for for not yeah. so and I feel like on this topic we're gonna say things that everybody's always already heard right. And it's still not going to change anybody's opinion. Right. It's just one of those things. I, I don't think anybody really has the answer that'll satisfy not only the problem, but the majority of people. Well, not really satisfied. People want to feel safe. And are people going to feel safe with no guns, or is people going to feel safe with everyone having guns? One or the other. What? One or the other. Mm-hmm. The ironic thing is, talking about UT campus and guns is, what are you going to UT campus for in the first place? To learn education. So why are you bringing a gun? To protect yourself. Why are you having to protect yourself on a UT campus? Because why, 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 why do people have brought in guns to yeah. other campuses? I mean, just, just why, a few why months ago, there was that dude who just he brought a knife onto campus, went crazy, killed yeah. one guy and injured yeah. like four others. Yeah, why, why should I be limited on the area that I should be allowed to protect myself? I wouldn't even blame the person. I blame UT campus, mm-hmm. which is if you're not a if you're hosting a school, obviously there's going to be crime, ironically, encroaching on a school campus where you're supposed to go to learn, not get murdered. Uh, yeah, UT campus needs to up security. Yeah. Now, if that includes people in UT campuses, you can't have guns without a permit. Go for it. If you have a permit, bring the gun. But it just baffles me as to I used to be able to go to high school I used to be able to actually drive to my high school when after I'd already graduated it's like two or three years when I was in the military still I go visit my uh, biology teacher some of the teachers I'm like hey what's up can't do that anymore it's locked down you have to actually have permission from the principal teacher whatever yeah okay you can come in and visit all because kids have been getting more violent, gangs, guns, weapons, etc., etc., and it's just like... I will say, like, with that, the whole stabbing at UT, I don't think a student with a gun would have made that situation any better, because I just picture a scenario, there's a guy running around crazy, stabbing people you miss? in a busy area. Yeah, yes. some frat dude wanting to play hero pulls out a gun, shoots, misses, and kills an innocent bystander. Or injures them. So now we have more patients on the scene than there would have been because somebody wanted to be a hero. And then you have to worry about the call on the police. Yeah, there's an armed guy running around killing people. 
What does he have? We don't know if it's a knife or a gun. Right? Someone calls on one. Yeah, I heard gunshots. Police roll up on scene and they see a guy aiming a gun. They start trying to shoot him down while it's the guy with the knife running around. Plus, let's say it was a, a gunman on campus. Right? Another kid pulls out a gun. Cops don't know who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. Heat of the moment. You can't be like, hey, sir, are you trying to kill people or trying to protect people? Well, cops, right? not, cops whenever they're rolling up on the scene, they're not, a, they're not supposed to be just opening fire like tearing somebody up anyway. No, no scenario. They're supposed to try to defuse first. Exactly. That's, and that's exactly what they do. Right, but what so, I'm so, is so, if you have a gunman and a kid with a gun both firing at each other, you can't, that's not a situation you can just defuse by rolling up, right? Because for one, they're going to maintain their space. They're not going to get into talking distance with these two guys with guns. How long do you expect a shootout to go up, go on? Like if someone's carrying a handgun yeah. and pretty much already trying to get, kill a guy, he's pretty. And by the time the cops get there, the ammo's going to be gone. Yeah. Your your standard firearm carries anywhere from a, uh, seven to about fifteen rounds. Look, just the point that I'm trying to make though is it just complicates the situation for law enforcement officers. They roll up, hear that there's a gunman on campus, and then they see, they see two guys with guns. They don't know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. Probably the guy with surrounded by bodies is the bad guy. Well, let's let's take guns out of the situation. I was in the Navy, and I had a, a really drunk guy um, run up on one of our DPOs. He was a barracks petty officer. And he was screaming at him. He was really belligerent, and he said, you know, you you have my alcohol, give me back my alcohol. And he was like, I didn't take anything. So he starts trying to push my friend, and we immediately call the cops because they started fighting. Um, the base police show up, and they literally look at me, and they went, which one's the bad guy? Like, who, who do we hit? And I pointed, I was like, the guy in the white shirt. You know, and they started restraining him. But, like, if I wasn't there, they wouldn't have known what to do. They wouldn't have known who was in the wrong. You know, they would have had to just kind of, like, you know, use their best judgment and if they all have weapons you know if they both had knives and they're knife fighting well they both are you know treated as the offenders and i agree having a gun probably makes people feel safe it's probably a better deterrent but at the same time when those are used and you know they're used improperly it definitely makes things a lot harder i can't see though like living here you know where we live in our area how having a gun at your hip at nighttime would make you feel a lot more secure going to the store you know, buy a six-pack or something, you know? So I can understand wanting to have one. You know, I can understand that security that it provides because it's empowering. You know, I've been shooting. You know, I shot an AR-15. That shit's fun. Yeah. And it feels, you know, it gives you that certain sense of like, all right, I'm safe in one form or another. So I can understand that that side. I feel like, but you're also, you could be challenging that person. What if, you know... One guy feels like he's, you know, tough Mr. Man, you know, yeah, with a gun. Alpha syndrome. And the second you have a gun, you know, what if he's the one that's more likely to use it? And he uses it on you just because you feel safer. You know, what if that's advertising some sort of challenge to another person? Well, most of the time, if you're already carrying your gun in open carry. One second. Most of the time, if you're carrying a gun with open carry... You're not gonna. You're not gonna have that issue. Like honestly, if I carry my gun up and carry, I see somebody else. I'm like that. That's cool. I mean, I, honestly, I got a guy around my uh, around my apartment complex, good side of town. 
whenever he walks his, um, whenever he goes out and walks his dog, he has his dog with him. He has his little girl with him. He also has his Glock, Glock 40 on him. So, I mean, and I see him with it. He sees me with mine. We wave with each other. People, like, I don't understand where that would even come from. I've never seen anyone act like that. You got gun shows with people walking around with all their guns on their hips and stuff like that, too. You don't have people shooting up there. You don't have people in heavily armed areas that go in there and shoot. Plain and simple. When's the last time you heard a shootout at the gun show? Exactly. That, that's, exactly. A, that's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. <laughs> More people are armed, less people feel like going somewhere and shooting up a place. Well, let's have some closing arguments, at least for this specific yeah, topic. Guns bad. Ron says guns are bad. Don't. I'm on the fence, man. Yeah. Like, like I was saying. I think there's plenty of situations where having somebody with a gun would just complicate and make it messy. Um, but at the same time, I can understand why having a gun would make somebody feel safer. You know? So, I don't have the answer to fix our problems. Yeah. That's, that's what I can say. Well, Santi, we have one no, one maybe. Are you the yes? Arm everyone. Arm everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I, I, me, I'm, I'm both either way. I've always told people, I was like, so it was like, well, you're a lefty, leftist. I was like, no, I was like, anarchist for one, but either everybody has a gun or nobody has guns. I would prefer to approach it the UK, the European way, which is nobody has guns. It's fucking illegal. The only people that have guns is the military. The police don't have guns. They have to call in special forces. It's anti American, though, right? It's not anti-American. It's freaking having a civilized society. Well, I mean, like people who think that is being anti-American. Not really. You got more knife crime in the in UK than anywhere. They take away butter knives over there, dude. Literally, no. They rolled through and they took out anything that was over six inches, I believe. And like, they took butter knives out of Sears and stuff. To be said, I'd rather be stabbed with a knife than shot. But to have that in Texas and throughout the U.S., they're going to be legalizing your knife. There's no longer going to be restricted by the size of, of you actually being able to have it on you. I'm actually... Fuck you're yeah. able to carry a short sword on you. I'm carrying yeah, a claymore everywhere I go. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad that. I've seen my bedroom. I have swords and an axe on the wall. Mm-hmm. Dude, carry do that it. shit. Like, exactly. The right, the right to bear arms should not be pretty much shortened just to firearm. You should be able to carry whatever knife you want to. I mean, you should, like I always said, you should be able to protect yourself any way you choose. I will say there are some fucked up knives that can do some serious damage. Like oh, yeah. There's something called the wasp knife. It's meant for like divers if they're getting attacked by sharks or mm-hmm. some shit. And it's got this hole at the end of the blade. And as soon as you punch or something, there's a CO2 canister inside and it releases a short burst of CO2. Wow. They like stabbed a watermelon with it and blew the whole thing up with a knife. It didn't really, it wouldn't really work on people. I mean, they used it on ballistics gel. It didn't really work all uh, that well. I mean, the, they said that the ballistics gel is the closest, besides, of, of course, a pig carcass, <laughs> that you can't come to human flesh. So. so I'm fine with open carry of, like, medieval weapons. I think that'd be funny. That'd be yeah. badass. I could, be, I, I could honestly do more damage a with that knife. because guess going around exactly. with battle axes. I mean, honestly, to me, a knife is more deadly because I can always swing a knife at you. You I can't can. hear someone getting... It's quiet. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly, and I can run out of ammo at any point in time. Oh, Just okay, shank so somebody in the. You're Mr. Melee in the zombie apocalypse, though, Santi. You've made that very clear. I'm saying that's why I have all my swords. And of course, I can't run that handle. We've talked about drugs. I have an axe there, and there's a sword here on this wall on the inside of there. Sword on the left hand side, and I got a kukri on the wall over there. You also got a Jason mask. Mm -hmm. Well, we've talked about drugs, and we've talked about. I'm scared that I admitted I was a college kid, dude. You might go kill me next time I'm down by the lake. (laughs) We've talked about drugs, and we've talked about guns. What do you guys feel about legalized prostitution? I'm for it. As long as they get licensed. They do that in the uh, in the Europe's here. Was it red red district? Whatever. Red light red district. Light district. Red yeah, light up, up in Amsterdam. It's worked for them. Hey, they have it in Vegas, right? As long as you get yourself checked and yeah, and as long as you know what type of prostitute you're getting. Right. What did you order? Getting uh, extra stuff under the hood. Hopefully, you don't get those McDonald's people giving you your order. Yeah, I mean, of course, but in in <laughs> Las Vegas, like the brothels up there, we might have to go through. Uh, Pretty much a car checkup. Yeah, uh, you have to do a checkup like seven to eleven times a day. Whoa. Yeah. Something in the red light district. They said it's every six months or something. They have to have full STD checkup, renew the license. I'm okay with that. Everything. I'm like, sure. Yeah, but even if it's like every month, what if you're that guy on day 29? I mean, okay, look. If you're presented with two options, a prostitute who has to get a full STD check every six months, or every two weeks, right? Versus one who you have no idea what she could have. I'm picking the one who gets the regular checkups. Just saying. You know, I think that would be... You would have to pay for that, and you would have to help uh, give them health care. Better than paying for antibiotics to cure the syphilis that I got from the other one. True. I mean, but at the same time, like, I'm not about to... Any prostitute, whether she gets checked or not, I'm not about to fuck her without a condom. They're going to be pretty high paid. They're going to kind of mess up the, you know, local pay raise of society in a sense, too. Yeah, but you just just like anything, you could still get it e- You might have a, a band of prostitutes open up some kind of, like, you know, bank. <laughs> they give out loans. That's how RBSU started. USAA. Just a bunch of people with money got together and decided to make a bank. Was that called the Federal Credit Union? Yeah. Uh, was it FCIC? Uh, I heard it was called. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with legalizing prostitution. I think that's fine. Alright. Well, I guess my closing question would be uh, what do you guys like about Austin? And when you think of Austin, uh, what's like the first thought that comes into your head? What do you like in the area? Whether that's food or whether that's the environment or whether that's, you know, a certain location. I like that everything is relatively close in Austin. I like the amount of squirrels in the city. I love squirrels. <laughs> no, everything's uh, compact. I can literally go out and walk down to downtown in like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Boom, downtown. And I live, well, not really on the outskirts, but I live still far away enough to not be downtown and close enough to go downtown. Yeah. I think at the one thing I like is just the, the melting pot. It's weird how it's supposed to be a uh, Republican state, but the city is liberal. Pretty blue. It's supposed to be. I like how there's a little bit of everything for everyone. You know, like, no matter what your interests are, you can, you're most likely going to be able to find a niche community in here for that interest. 
And that's pretty cool. Those furry clubs. Those furry clubs. I guess Santi has nothing. He's like, I've been here right, too long. Yeah, I, I was born and raised in Austin. Been got nothing long. to say. I ain't shit. Like, what the hell? I already said at the beginning of the, at the cast, shit. I love Texas. Fair enough. I would never live anywhere else. Like, I've been long. Somebody can get me. Best country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Chippy. Shit, exactly. It should be. Dumbest state that could it's actually like, break apart. It's like the pre Portland, Oregon. After Portland, Oregon, moved to Portland, Oregon. Right. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all thank you for joining us for episode five. Anyone want to say their goodbyes? Legendary King Edition? <laughs> Goodbye. Be sure to look up Mr. Trump's accident in May. Do what? There's a little accident with. Uh, Money laundering? Man, all of that is bullshit. It's, it's not just being all reported fake. on. It's all fake news. But it's already been reported on. It's actually already been divulged. My, uh, I'd have to say my last statement is take it easy, Austin. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Keep it weird.